So today we are going to be talking about touring. Oh, yeah? Life on the road. Touring life, huh? On the road again. Okay. I got a whole lot of stuff in my brain. On the road again. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so um, I have a couple questions yeah. that I've been asked by people mm-hmm. about you being on tour. Yeah. And what it's like, and all those kind of things. And were these I'm the not FBI, police? I'm not uh, on tour, so I don't know what it's like to be on tour. Okay, but you do. Sure do. <laughs> many, so, uh, many have traveled that road. What is it like to be on tour? Shortest episode ever. You'll never know <laughs> unless you do it. The end. It's uh, okay. Well, you know, first off. What? (laughs) um, Being on the road. Okay. It is a very unique experience where you're basically living like a military operation. You're always in transit. Mm -hmm. You're living in a shell of a bus with other very unique personalities to get along with in very high stress and often high fun situations. Okay. There's a yin and the yang. So it's like it can be extremely stressful to extremely fun and back and forth. And you're adapting to a new environment every day, just trying to figure out how you're going to. Would you say that touring, it only it almost becomes like a family, like you're a family unit? Absolutely. Because if you can't get along with the people, you're not going to last or you're not going to want to be there if you can't get along with the other people as well. Right. So you have to learn how to somehow get along with the individuals you're going to be living with in close quarters for months, years on end. Right. You know, and being creative people, we all come, you know, packed with a bunch of strange personalities and quirks and, you know, where we maybe make up in the talent of our craft, we oftentimes suffer in <laughs> being just normal people in society and you throw them all into a bus together and you're going to get a bunch of wild stuff. This might be too much, but who out of the band, like the guitarist, bassist, singer, anybody like that, who was the craziest on tour? If there's any musicians that are actually listening to this, right? They've already answered this before. Like you got the first word out. It's always a singer. They're always the most um, eccentric of the individuals. Doesn't matter what group you work with, even the singers will probably tell you that. They are typically the most challenging or unique souls to be around. And, I was uh, going to say the drummer because it's Oh, a God, there's going to be quiet so force. many jokes just inserted quiet force. and I'm just going to get ripped into Because I'm married here. to oh, one. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of drummer jokes. But then again, there's a lot so of bass player jokes. So I have so heard there. some stories. Drummers are actually crazy. I'm nuts. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty nuts on tour, you know? Yeah. Um, drummers are just the wild bunch, you know? We're kind of like the foundation of the band, but we're also kind of the goofier side of everything mm-hmm. as well. I know. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, every night you're you're delivering so much and then you built up all this tension to deliver a show and make it perfect. And, yeah. you know, you're so hard on yourself and a perfectionist that when the show's over, you just want to let, let it rip and just enjoy the rest of the day and night. Right. You know, and have fun. And, um, you know, you're with a rowdy bunch of people and, you know, oftentimes encouraging you to yeah. be even rowdier and. 
So you would say, so so you would say that you know being on tour and going from city to city to city is kind of like a high. Because then every it night, like travels. I, I toured with a lot of dudes that hated it. They're uh, like, I just want to be in my, you know, backyard with my dogs and doing nothing. Like, well, you chose the wrong career, you know. Is that is that how they the for accent me, they use? Well, some. <laughs> for me, I love to travel. I grew up, you know, by force traveling. You know, right. my parents lived in you know different parts of the world, and I just grew up traveling a lot. You did too. I did. And yeah. I loved it. I like culture. I like experiencing new environments. I like the journey. I like change. Yeah. I get bored quickly. You know, <laughs> yeah, and I know that. So it's not just expressing yourself as a creative person and your right. your art, music, whatever it is. It's also doing it in a unique environment to a new culture that you can't even translate, you know, the same language to, but right. your music can. So, what was one of your longest tours? Um, I think Filter was probably some of the longest tours we did out yeah. straight. A lot of the European stuff we did was that like two months straight, three mm-hmm. months or something like that. Two to three months. We straight. never did like the grueling. The artists I was with never did like a grueling one year straight. I knew a lot of artists that will go for almost a year without seeing their families. Wow. And they were just workhorses. And I mean, hey, man, more power to you. And it, it's different for every group. But I think, yeah, two months was typically the the away time we went to Europe. Yeah. Every time, right? What was um, the best place that you toured? Because you've gone everywhere, basically. Okay. The best place we toured is very simple. It wasn't the most scenic because, well, it was Iraq, right? Yeah. So it wasn't like we're going there for the clean, clear water and martinis. And, yeah. But it was the most meaningful experience. We, you know, Ooh, I like that. Like a lot of other, there's a lot of, you know, entertainers that will go to, um, you know, support the military and go to different camps and stuff like that. We were just fortunate and scared at first, the first time we did it to go um, and support the U.S. military with a group called Stars for Stripes, which was a great is a great organization. Shout out! But um, yeah, we were we were scared. I mean, half of us kind of truthfully didn't want to go. You know, active war zone at the time, right? And it was the most rewarding trip ever. Yeah, and it was also a really unique environment. You well, know, I remember we were, when you told me you were going there. I slept one of the stops. We slept in Baghdad in Saddam's palace, and we slept in his. Uh, how would you say a nice word for? The female servants' quarters? Female servants' quarters? The, her, the, um, I'm like, I'm sleeping in Saddam Hussein's whorehouse. Okay, anyway, no, I got it out there. No, but that's they where we call slept. it um, their harem. Harem. Okay, so that's it's where we harem. slept. We slept in that part of, and I'm, I'm literally woke up in the morning going, harem. I'm in Saddam Hussein's old palace, yeah. sleeping in these bunk beds, waking up in the harem section of the and i just like okay that's it i've arrived this is yeah. this is the craziest thing ever you know wow and then just flying c-130s into different military bases we got mortar attacked in kirkuk iraq you know oh my gosh i remember not I was, hearing from you yeah we were for running we days. actually ran for cover and we were in you know and jumped i thought into a little bunker. well i'm praying he's alive yeah. and then you finally called me because back then back then <laughs> Back on the dice. Yeah, there was Skype just developed. Just Skype developed. Yeah, yeah and there was not always great internet on the basis, but I don't want to drag it out. You know, just no. But it that was, was, it, was uh, the, it was the coolest, most unique, most yeah. rewarding, most exciting place because it was just so much emotion. Okay, it was beyond just hey, I'm being a musician and performing a show. Okay, Yay. let's flip it. Oh no, what was the worst? The worst place. <laughs> That you had to tour. I would say most people would say sitting in a Walmart parking lot in Detroit waiting for the uh, venue to open in the dead of winter because it was so cold in the D. Now, I don't know. any. It's so cold in the D. They were all good experiences. 
I just think, you know, like, yeah. you know, maybe anywhere wintertime in the northeast of America, probably not the most exciting place to okay. be regardless. But we still had fun. Somehow. We still had fun. Still managed to be idiots. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So, okay. Is there any stories you could tell us that happened nope. on the bus? <laughs> the end. <laughs> You mean uh, nightly debauchery and trying so hard not to ruin your marriage and well, we're, end up a, we're trying to entertain these people. From, we're trying you know, to entertain everybody. And, yeah, okay. You know, with with your touring life. So, what can you uh, elaborate on? Just one story that you just remember and you'll always remember <laughs> on tour. Um, that won't get you into trouble. Okay, that's none. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear back from the, the comments on this one. Um, you know, they called me the, what did I call myself, the Finnish Viking? Oh, okay. So I was like, I can out drink all of you, you know? Oh, my word. And what happens to your husband when he drinks? Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I'm a happy. You're very happy. Half naked two year old. Yeah. It's and not good. so <laughs> the guy set up. This is still makes me laugh. Uh, somewhere there'll be a video incriminating me of this, but they taped clear tape in part of the uh, where the bunks are on the bus. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't know, like in the center of the bus where you tour, there's like all the bunks you sleep in, right? Mm-hmm. And they put clear packing tape because they knew I would just bum rush the <gasps> back of the bus, go, <laughs> whatever stupid thing I was doing, you know, after we were done playing a show and eight million gallons of whatever we were doing. If only there was Instagram back then, <laughs> we'd all be dead and in jail. And, and TikTok. There was alone. no TikTok back then. So, and I just, I, there's, I took off and I was like, oh, I'm going to get everybody, whatever I said, and like this, the botchers scream. And all I just remember was going, <laughs> and like being choked to death and like doing a near backflip. And then everybody, from what I remember, just crying in painful tears of just the, the most deepest laugh I've ever heard. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, I pretty much deserve that because, you know, we're just, but we were all a bunch of, boys oh, being idiots so yeah you know it's yeah. like testosterone everywhere you know we're pissing each other off all day long by the time the end of the night comes around it's like let it rip you yeah know? which wasn't always the smartest thing to do it was oftentimes <laughs> i was like i wonder what it's like in kenny g's band when they get off the but not the everybody like did that classical right music and talking about philosophy or weren't there people that were sober on your tour like we not had, everybody yeah we did had that. sober people on tour and, and that live vicariously through the non-sober yeah people. I, well i mean I, I toured with a lot of different artists but one yeah. of the one of the first larger artists i was with yeah the singer was sober god bless him um yeah and there was other members of the band who were sober from you know all types of you know heavy duty stuff and it was interesting for them to be around it, and some of them, you know, maybe vicariously lived through us. Some of them, I think, maybe suffered in silent a lot of times too. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot of challenges being with just so many different, yeah, again, personalities and backgrounds and stories right. and influential people who are just all trying to figure out their way in this world and yeah. deal with their demons. Wow, and I know I brought a lot of mine to, to the you know <laughs> to the environment, you know. Yeah. So that was going to be my next question is how, how did you navigate mm. just different personalities and that kind of thing? Did you growing up in my crazy family, especially on nuts. tour, like going on a tour and being on a tour bus with those individuals and having to navigate 
those different belief systems and it's hard all that it's stuff. really hard i mean there's there's your share of fights and, and you know friendly debates that turn into arguments and mm-hmm. all-out war and and you know i toured with people of every belief and non-belief you right. could think of and you know um for me being the christian guy in the band you know i was already like okay here he is you know and i was no saint you know i'm not going to say like i was some Oh, we know. Oh, wonderful guy. You know, like I was, you know, a 20-year-old kid who- I know. Well, in my early 20s, right? And then all of a sudden, like through a life devotion to music, you know, and a couple, you know, record deals that had failed, I somehow found my way into being a hired gun now uh, in major band, right? right? Whatever. So it's like, here's the keys to Sunset Strip, you know, and here's the keys to the castle on the road. You're now a young 20-something-year-old, do whatever you want. So- Trying to uh, deal with personalities and also having all this, you know, influence and I guess power, quote unquote, mm-hmm. as a young age. Yeah. You're this like non-developed kid just like, hey, let's see how far we can take it, Johnny. You know? Right. So um, it was hard for me to navigate that and figuring out who I was living in a fantasy world because it, right. it really is. You're, you're living I in I remember you getting Disney home world. and I'd be like, this is not a hotel. Yeah. There is not going to be a mint on your pillow, sir. That's right. Yep. You are not everyone's hero here. You are my pain in the no Pick it up, you know, and stop complaining. And uh, you have responsibilities now. Because you do. You live in you live in a fantasy world yeah. where it's kind of the catered life. And you feel like you are you wake up in a new Disney world every day. And then you come home and you're like, who am I? Where am I? What is this? Right. You know, and it's difficult. It's really hard. So... Um, yeah, I can go on more and more with more that. And more and more. That's a difficult one. Now, navigating, like I said. A lot of navigations. Lots of navigations. Because it is a navi- It is navigating through all of these ups and downs and twists and turns and things that are going on. And There's no rhyme or reason. Going on tour with this band. Then you're on tour with this band. Yeah. And throughout it, we had a relationship. <laughs> And we had a marriage. I, I can so say for how? myself, there's a God because we're still together because right. we should be broken up. How many times? 2,500? So many. So. so how do you think, how do you think you did, especially when we didn't have FaceTime and all of the, the things that people <laughs> have now? How do you think you, we kept our relationship going and being Well, we talked at least twice a day. to stay married. We talked at least twice a day. You made sure. We always sure. checked in. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times I was... You know, calling you with my demons or or vice versa. He was calling me with yours. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, this was before we could text fun pictures. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, it was like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't easy. Right. But we also weren't exposed to knowing that, oh, there is this thing called video chatting in the future or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're just used to it. Right. You know. But, um, I mean, I think the fact that we didn't. For me personally, I didn't go on tour long enough right. to really like fly that far off the deep end. You know, it's like I would get home and it was just like, you yeah. know, it was actually, it was, it was good for us because being apart made us grow, you know, closer, closer when I got back. Right? I just when recently said, when are you going on tour again? Get out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, I could use if some, you know some me, travel time. Then you know. Yeah. You know. Oh, how the tables turn. <laughs> Yeah. No, man, it's not easy. I mean, it's like, you know, you, you're you given, like I said, the keys of the castle. Right. You know, and every day is a chance to just ruin your life. 
Right. You know? And then that can go in many different directions. And I, the skin of my teeth, I guess, I navigated through it and we made it and we had a lot of grace. You had a lot of grace. We've had our we share of it. war. I mean, we've had our near breakups many times over. You know, there's no doubt about that. It, it, there was no... Marriage is not easy, y'all. So what advice... That's a saint. ...would you give to somebody that is going on tour for the first time. Do nothing that we did. Do nothing that I did. <laughs> no, on and all and that you know that's that's kind of I thought you were gonna- I you've always like I don't teach. I I don't I'm not really into teaching, but mentoring has become kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. And for a young buck that's a good-looking individual that's going to go into a place of influence mm-hmm. with a lot of power, their chances of getting into a lot of trouble is going to happen pretty quickly. Right. Staying grounded. I would say have know where your character's at mm-hmm. and develop some self-disciplines. Right. And learn people skills. Okay. And have Should they read friends. the book? Should they read the book How to Win Friends and Influence People? Well, that's always a good one to read. <laughs> I mean, that's a staple. But they should Just have saying. You know what? They should have a circle of friends that hold them accountable. To themselves. That's which good. I didn't have. Right. You know, but it's just like, hey, are you even taking care of yourself? Right. What are you doing every night? Are mm-hmm. you holding yourself accountable to this? Are you I be, really are you, thought are you eating like an idiot or are you yeah. taking, you know, are you, you know, you're constantly around drugs and alcohol and all the things. Mm-hmm. Are you how, how far are you getting into that? Are you getting into that? What do you what are the like you, you can't just expect to jump into that world alone mm-hmm. and that you're going to have like the ability to be like, I'm strong and I'm going to get through it. And I'm going to be a saint. Right. <clears throat> I really thought the advice you were going to give is to not go number two on the bus. Like my grandfather did once. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's just good. Oh, yeah. So but you that, guys all know. Okay, you don't, yeah. there you go. Oh, yeah. This is probably, this episode is probably not catered to all my seasoned vets who are going to probably just <laughs> skip past this and they're like, okay, yeah, tell me something I don't know. But you don't go... Number two on the bus. I know, it was Unless you're joke. like the, the 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 head artist and that's your personal bus and you have someone maintaining that every day. Right. But when you got like 12 butts dumping. Yeah, you can't that's do that. That's like 12 butts a dumping. 12 butts right? a dumping. The bus and you're traveling with it. There's no there's no invention yet that can take right. poo and dissolve it 12 butts and make it. So you can't poo in the yeah. bus, right? But and I won't you tell you what. I don't want to poopery. You do have poopery. <laughs> there's a thing called a hot bag, and I won't show you what it is or how. But oh, no, I've heard about that. There is a way to do it, and there's a I've way to dispose of it, and there's also ways that other people would torture their friends with it. We won't go into it. But there was a time that, yes, my grandfather, I was, uh, I think, 80s, almost 90-something years old, came on the bus, and we were in, I don't know, Florida, Orlando. And he went missing for a couple minutes, and then he came out of the bathroom, and I just heard a sea of, no! <laughs> oh, yep, no. it was a fragrant week. <laughs> And a really pissed off tour bus driver. Oh, he my goodness. Well, I think your advice is a lot better than not going number two on the bus. I think your advice about having the accountability. Knowing what and, you're going to get into. And knowing what you're going to get into. You are probably not strong enough to endure that level of influence. If you're going to be in that type of band you know, mm-hmm. or group, you could be an influential DJ. You could be it could be hip hop, rock. It, it could, anything that's like commercial, iconic style music. You yeah. Know, like, you are going to be exposed to things you're, you've never been exposed to. You're going to be right. given power you've never had. Just know what you're going to be diving into, and your chances of screwing up are really astronomically high. Right. So have a circle of friends mm-hmm. or people, if you're so fortunate to tour with, you know, people that can hold you accountable and, and 
you have that system in place, then do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I uh, think that's good. It would well, be cool to see like, a band that's like all members of AA together and they're just having meetings every day. It's like, that would be really awesome. <laughs> they probably know? have that. They probably do. We were just that and not <laughs> everything in between right. all the groups I was with. So there you go. Well, I appreciate you sharing your touring experience and letting yeah, we kept everything legal. our listeners know. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah. By maybe. the way, this could be another eight hours. Seriously. If we were to really go I don't want to ask but... any more questions. Yeah. Yeah. She... <laughs> yeah. Mm. but but we're here and i'm thankful here. you know and you have you hey have we survived uh, we survived the touring i know a lot of people that have not survived it and i know a lot of people that have survived it as a relationship oh also but, uh find a man or woman or whatever you're into that is very independent and not clingy because if you have a clingy mm-hmm. partner mm-hmm. nope you're done yeah i'm not clinging she don't care well, she, no, no, she don't care. That's my wife. Always been that way. I'm the clingy type. I'm like, don't die. Everyone's going to steal you and kidnap. She's like, go ahead, let it rip. You know where I'm at. Like, how do you do that? Anyway, so we probably are. Uh, oh to my wrap goodness! This up, but there, there's a little glimpse into the touring so, life. Touring chaos. Mm-hmm. Learning a little bit more about you mm-hmm. and just how it was on the road. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank Appreciate you, children, it. for maturing me as a, a human being. Right. And I think taking kids me from the four-year-old really I once was. Well, still um, am, but. But we, yeah, we appreciate you guys for listening and definitely subscribe. Check us out. Yeah. Start following this. Uh, we Rock Chaos. Podcast. How do you rock chaos? How do you rock chaos? How do you crazy rock world? chaos? This is, seems to be what we're figuring out how to do. Uh, anyway. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll we'll check in soon. Bye. Peace.